And welcome back. We are back with another episode today for the Film Obsessed Couple. My name is Scott. I'm Shelly. And yeah, today we are finishing the rom-com month out. Yeah, this is our last one. Last episode, yes. And we are talking about a doozy. Could be argued if it is really a rom-com or not. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but it, it doesn't specifically say rom-com, but there is some romance and some comedy. I had heard some crazy things about this movie. Fun fact before we get going. Hopefully it doesn't sway your guys' opinion on it. But Sandra Bullock won Razzie for Best Actress in this movie. I thought, I don't even know how she could get a Razzie. Because, I mean, that means you're a bad actress, right? In the movie. Like, that means you did a terrible performance in the movie. But I thought she did good. Uh... <laughs> My face. I'm making a weird face. Um, no, I... Don't think she was great in this movie. She won the Oscar for the same year for The Blind Side, which, again, I didn't really feel like was Oscar worthy. That's where they they adopt a young black man and make him play football. (laughs) He plays football. (laughs) And um, I think I remember in that she like a southern girl or something. Yes, she's southern lady and, and she's, yeah, trying to get him to play football. And then he goes on to play professional NFL football. And she won her Oscar for that. Okay. Um, I have no ill will towards her. I just don't think she's good in this movie. I, I don't think that this movie is that great. Hmm. Just because it's a movie's trying to... You can argue again if this is about autism or not, but this is a movie I don't think is understanding very well of these types of people, like with autism, or if they're even quirky. Yeah, I mean... I... I hate to separate people into types, but there are, you know, autism and then just different people. I consider myself out of the normal, quote unquote, normal. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy with that. Okay. Um, but I yeah, I thought she did a great job because I think that was her character. That that's she, her character was this quirky, smart lady. Sure. And I think she played that very well. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. You, you can be different. This is this is okay. Yes, and so we'll go go ahead and get into it. She plays Mary Horowitz. We find out later her name is Mary Magdalene Horowitz after the Bible. I'm Yeah, which I didn't know. Anyway, don't write into us with that. I'm not <laughs> I'm not against religion, but I'm not up like, to date. All up in it. Yeah, so yes, Mary Magdalene Horowitz. She is a crossword specialist at a local paper, which you would think, looking at this town, it was hard. You know, in a previous episode, you were in um, Simply Irresistible. You were having trouble figuring out, like, kind of where they were. Yeah. I had problems with this one. Yeah. I seem like they're in a very big neighborhood or big area, but it's like a local town. It was just the opposite with Simply Irresistible. They were in New York. It was <laughs> yes. like they were in a small town. And I'm like, are they in New York? And they're like, oh, our, our, she says later at a point that their viewership has only 7,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not too... I mean, it, seems, it sounds like a lot of people. Yes. Like, that's way more people than I want to be around. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't want... I, I don't know. I want to visit New York, like we've said before, but... Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we've lived in, in Springfield, Missouri our whole lives, and there's just something quirky about living in a kind of a town like this. It's yeah. big, but not gigantic. I mean, that's why I have anxiety medicine. I, <laughs> I just take that, and I can be around people just fine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, she... Starts her day off, I don't know if you saw this, but the credits start off like a crossword puzzle. Yeah, which I liked. Yeah, it's kind of quirky again. This movie's just quirky, but I'll quit, I'll quit saying that word. Quirky. <laughs> she, yeah, she's, it just shows her walking to work and stuff, and she's doing all this stuff. She 
freaks out by like dogs and dog statues or, or whatever yeah, they are. Yeah, I didn't they get were, a good look. I think it was a dog park that had statues, just like they were like metal statues that oh, really? had like sensors on them. So when somebody would walk by, they would bark, which is kind of alarming. Yeah, kind of freaky. Uh, and that's probably why she, which you would think, okay, she's been living in this town for a while, right? She's probably walked through this park before, right? Probably so. I would Not imagine. Not the first yeah. time these dogs have been barked, right? She's autistic, so she right? walks the same way every time, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it was funny, her reaction, because it's a normal reaction for the first time you're walking through this park, but... You know, I didn't um, even get that, that she's probably walked through that several times. Yeah. No, it just came to me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she's all like flustered by it. But everybody in this small town does the crossword puzzle, I guess. Yeah, every just, single person. You see all these people doing it as she's walking to work. All 7,000 of them. Yeah, however many she said. I bet there's more than 7,000. That's how many people read the paper, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess this would have to be back in the 2000s when there was a paper. I don't think the paper is as popular now. So she gets to her paper that she works the office. She walks into work. She gets there. And there's a lady as she walks in. She's just sitting on the phone and she's like having phone sex. (laughs) Can you do that at work? I don't know, but I didn't write down everything this lady said, but she's like, she's, I heard her say something about like, oh, panties. Oh. And, you know, Sandra Bullock's like, oh, is the boss in? But she's like, oh, oh yeah, hang on. But I guess it's just to show maybe this paper isn't doing very well, but it's very weird to have phone sex at work. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I've maybe, only done that a few times. Maybe it was around Valentine's Day and she was talking about lingerie? <laughs> I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me, but yeah. So she goes into her office. Before she does, there's a guy that's like, hey, do you know the crossword answer to five down or whatever? And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, it's a real tough one. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, don't beat yourself up. It's real tough. Yeah, whatever. And while she's doing this, she's narrating about how crosswords are amazing and all this stuff. But she goes into her boss's office and she's, which is, for people who are following the, the podcast, she was in the Waking Up in Reno, or he was in the Waking Up in Reno episode. Mm-hmm. He played the doctor at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of crossover there. That's cool. But Sandra Bullock is trying to talk him into doing like a crossword every day. Like, yeah. Because I guess it's, they only do one on the weekends or weeks or whatever. She wants to be like the New York Times. Yes, and, and like you said, or in the notes, is it like get progressively harder as they go. Mm-hmm. Which her crosswords seem like they'd be pretty difficult. Yeah, I think so. Because she seems like she thinks she's better than everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of. I think she knows that she's more intelligent. Yes. And she's kind of telling people that. Yes. She has to make sure people know that. But then I think that's the only way that she thinks she can be normal. And so people will respect her. I guess so. And and another thing is, is that she's wearing these red boots. Red boots. These boots are huge and they go up to like her knee. And they were made for walking. <laughs> That's just what they'll do. Yeah, good, good, made for walking and then so... The... Yeah, 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 walking. Get, get, get. <laughs> oh, I'll edit all this out. You want me to edit your joke out? Keep going. <laughs> like, these boots were cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But her boss is like, we don't have the resources to have a crossword puzzle every day, which you wouldn't think that it would take much in order to do that. I mean, well, I think a crossword does take up most of the page of a paper. I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever would think about the resources it would take to do a crossword puzzle. But how hard would it be just to add another page? Well, they're a small town. I mean, how many things do you think they have in there? I guess our paper, we're not a small town, but our paper has several pages in there. Does ours have a crossword every day? Do we, do we have a paper? Anymore? I don't know. 
Anyway, we're getting a little too specific here. <laughs> um, so she gets flustered, and her boss is like, oh, why don't you try and be normal for once? He's like, yeah. you're you're very, you know, when's the last time you went on a date? And she says to him, like, oh, well, I, I actually am going on a date this time. My mom set me up with a date with one of her friends' his ki- son. Her kids. <laughs> one of her, <laughs> he's eight. <laughs> awful yes and uh she's like i'm gonna cancel probably gonna cancel and he's like how about you try and just be normal and she like writes it down like be normal yeah which is awful to say to somebody i mean he i know he 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 meant well right but i mean if somebody was came up to me and be like hey why don't you just be normal i'd be like well that's no fun get the way get away from me Uh, freak well we don't (laughs) i really can't describe how she is in this movie she just She's like Robin Williams, where she just keeps going. Yeah. She's like, hop, 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 across whatever day. Hop, hop, uh, uh. And then she does several minutes of improv comedy. She's naive, too. Like She's inexperienced, naive. She's an adult, but also a child at the same time. Yeah. And I don't know. If you want to go back on that autism thing, she can't look people in the eyes. Yeah. She's like her boss is talking to her, and she's like looking away from him the whole time. But she sets it up, she has a date, and he's like, well, um, yeah, we're not going to do the crosswords every day. Go go, be normal. For God's sakes, be yeah. normal. Go, go. And so she walks out, and the guy that she talked to at the beginning was like, thanks for helping me with the crossword puzzle. Because like, everybody in the office is like crowded around him like he's Jesus. Uh, They're like, you did it. You yay. solved the hardest fucking crossword puzzle because Mary makes him hard. Oh, you're so smart. Yeah. It just reminds me when I was a kid, like when you'd have to make something like, I don't know what the circumstances were, but I'd have to make a quiz one time for like a group project. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying to make it hard because I was drunk with power, I guess. <laughs> Where you'd just be like, yes, this is fucking hard as shit. I'm God now. Oh, goodness. Uh, but she also says something to the effect she's living with her parents because her house is being fumigated uh-huh. or her apartment, whatever. Yep. And she's got to wait for the fumes to calm down so she doesn't get the brain cancer. Yeah, she's very concerned about that. Um, it's never clear if she really is getting fumigated. Her apart- or her room in her parents' house we see in a minute is actually very well decorated. It is. It looks like she's been there for a little bit. Quite some time, yeah. So we inexplicably cut to a elementary school. Mm-hmm. And she's just sitting there next to a fireman. I guess she's giving some sort of speech to the kids. It's like a career day. Oh, yeah, career day. Yeah. Um, she says the name of what she is. I don't remember what the exact name of a crossword puzzle specialist is, but it's like mm-hmm. cryptopologist or I, I don't remember. I That's not real. Don't look that up. It'll take you to porn. <laughs> Everything will take you to porn. Cryptopologist. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Google it and then you'll have to like clear your browser uninstall your browser yeah probably just throw away your whole computer <laughs> it's like roger an american dad is like you cannot be too safe <laughs> so yeah she's sitting there next to the fireman and and she's talking and she's telling him the same story basically she's like oh you know my mom set me up on a date he's probably mm-hmm. gay you know i'm gonna cancel yeah and then she's like it's been a long it's been a while since i've uh you know yeah why don't why she's talking to the fireman about this yeah well, I don't never think she up. has a filter. Yeah, not having a filter is a good way to put it. She just doesn't stop talking ever. Mm-hmm. So she's giving the speech, and I guess she's telling people what the wild world of crossword puzzles could be like. Yeah. The lady, the teacher who is like in, in introducing her is the same lady, Carrie Kimmy Silver, mm-hmm. I think is her full name. She was on Reno 911 as, as the crazy cop. I yeah. can't remember her name at this point. 
Super funny. Super funny. She was also in the most recent episode. Well, not most recent. It was an episode of It's Always Sunny we watched where she plays the psychiatrist Mm -hmm. when they're all getting analyzed. Yeah. (laughs) And she's just like, what is going on here? (laughs) She does very well. I mean. Yeah. She's very funny. She's, She's an improv person, all part of that. The state is that whole group. They've been around forever, but yeah, she's introducing. And so Sandra Bullock's like talking to them and the kids immediately turn on her. Yeah, they become like these little brats. And then they're thinking about money, like asking her how she could make enough money to afford rent. And Yeah, one of the kids, yeah. When you're a kid, you don't think of that stuff. Yeah, it's this movie is quirky. I said I would stop saying it, but that's just the (laughs) world that you can live in, I guess. Uh, but yes, one of the kids is like, you said you make one puzzle a week. How do you live off that? He's yeah. like, how can you afford rent? And she's like, well, I am technically living with my parents. <laughs> she did say in order to make crosswords, you have to have above average intelligence and it helps if you can spell. So oh, really? She was trying to be fun and, and, and you know, comedic, but the kids were just kind of like, you know, if they had trash or something, I think they'd throw it at her. Probably so, Boo yeah. Boo off the stage. Yeah, because someone's like, you don't even have a boyfriend or a husband, do you? It's like me if I were to do, like, improv. <laughs> would you start throwing up like D? I, w- I would probably stutter. What? <laughs> Maybe pee myself. <laughs> <laughs> and she tells the kids when they're like, you don't have a boyfriend, she tells them that she's had liaisons. It's like, well, I've had liaisons. <laughs> liaisons. Leaves there and she gets on the bus and she tells the driver, she's like, oh, I have vertigo, can you please be careful? And... He's like, fuck you. Just from what I've heard about bus drivers, and I don't know how the bus drivers here in town are. I've only ridden it a few times, but I, I doubt they give a shit. They're like, well, they've got a schedule. I have never ridden the bus. Really? It has terrified me. I don't want to be... Here in Springfield, it's different, because really a lot of people own cars. Right. So the people that can't really ride the bus here, and this isn't Dr. Down, but a lot of them are people that can't really afford things. Right. Um, lower income. Some of them are, are lower disabled. income. Some of them just don't want to own cars, you know, and take buses. But like in New York, I'm sure taking the bus is like the thing. You take buses, you take cabs, yeah. you take the subway. Subway, yeah. Because owning a car is not, from what I understand, is not very um, practical. Yeah, there's too much going on in the streets but my friend lived downtown when i was in high school when i rode the city bus with him because that's what he did yeah and it was rough like that's when downtown it you know not again not to go over springfield and its history but it has been renovated to where downtown looks better but at the time it was pretty rough yes yeah it does look a lot better now for sure not less scary though not for me it, it was a little nerve-wracking yeah you just have to have your wits about you i'm sure it's changed maybe everybody else has different experiences but that's how it really was here in town but in movies and stuff you notice like people riding the bus it's always like a clean looking um nice bus like yeah. you know no trash you know no no sketchy no looking stains people stains on this <laughs> On the seats. <laughs> yeah, no sketchy looking people because when you get on the bus, there's always those people in the corner where you're like, oh boy. Like, oh, stay away from them. But yeah, she the bus driver just gets going, which I don't blame him. And then she goes to her house. Her parents are just playing pool when she walks in. Yeah, which I'm like, well, that's fun. I guess it was just a weird thing to have. She's like, hello, mother. Hello, father. She keeps calling him mother and father. Yeah, I think the pool table was like in the living room, though. Yeah, their house is huge. It's ginormous. So God knows what they did back in the day. I think they would have like just one level of a game room. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be nice. Have our own game room. Ooh, I'd want a Pac-Man. Yeah, 
We could have our own pool table, but we could make it. We need a bigger room because it would be like that Seinfeld episode where they play pool. <laughs> and it's like the walls are super close yes. in. It's <laughs> like hitting it. Um, but she tells him, you know, the gist of the movie. So he's like, nope. He said no on my big idea for five puzzles a day. And yeah. she's like, it'll be okay. And she goes up and this is where we see her room. She's got all these books. Like it's just lined in, with books and books and books. And, Lots of books. And there's a naked picture of Burt Reynolds on her uh, mirror when yeah, she's looking at it. that's weird. I don't know if it's from his Playgirl, but yeah, it's where he's got like his legs crossed in his hand, like covering his, his dick. Well, that's good. Uh, no one very, wants to see that. Very handsome. Oh. <laughs> Looks like a, a werewolf with all that hair. But she's talking to her hamster that she's got, guinea pig. I, I don't know, but it's like, what'd you say? It, name's Carol? Carol. And she's just, and, and I thought it was weird at first, but you said before that, you know, talking to animals is not strange, but she's like unloading on this this guinea pig, talking to it like a crazy person. Yeah, I talk to uh, our animals a lot. <laughs> me too. And I do it a lot of joke for joking because I know you can hear me. So that's when I'm like, <laughs> when I'm like, well, how was your day? What? You had a crazy day today. I know you can hear me and I'm really talking for you, but she's talking to Carol and she's like, oh, Carol, don't even get me started. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll get the, I'll get five crosswords a day at some point. Yeah. I don't know that I ever talk about myself. Like yeah. tell, tell them how my day is. You joke talk with them. Really? Yeah. You're like, that's what I do. I'm just like, well, how are you? Oh, really? Oh, you're feeling... Are you such a good boy? Yeah. Like, oh, you're feeling kind of down today. Just joking. <laughs> but yeah, she's really, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if she can hear Carol. Carol's actually talking back to her and she can hear it. Her mom later comes in and says, oh, your date is here. Like, you know, his name is Steve. And she's like, great. Whatever. So she comes downstairs and it's Bradley Cooper dressed like a douchebag, just in my opinion. Yeah. His shirt is unbuttoned a little too far. Yeah. You can see like his chest and his, he's a hairy, hairy man. Well, you know. Wearing a necklace and he's got like his hair. I don't know if that's bleached. If that's his natural hair color, is but it's like spiked. And he talks to her like she's a little mentally challenged kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey there. He's like, hi, Mary. How was your day? <laughs> and she just stands there staring. Doesn't say a word. With her mouth open. Yes. Because she's like, holy crap, this guy's hot. Yeah, and then she realizes that she needs to actually put some effort in. So she goes back upstairs and, and changes and puts makeup on. Yeah, like, because she was standing there, and then she holds up her finger, like, hold on, just mm-hmm. a minute, and then she runs back upstairs and has to tell Carol all about it. Yeah, while she's getting dressed. But she whispers, because she doesn't want anybody to hear. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's very <laughs> weird to see it, and like I said, the only way I can really describe Sandra Bullock in this movie is as if she's Robin Williams. Oh, she's just yeah. like, oh, Carol, Carol, this guy, he's really pretty. I think he might be the one. He's really nice. Oh. And then she... <laughs> I don't know. That's just, I've heard other people do that, like Robin Williams, but she'll like, she's like, oh, look at this stick. It could be a hat. It could be a walking stick. She's doing improv with it. But yeah, she comes down and I didn't think that she had changed really, but you had said that she changed her skirt. Yes. And Scott's referencing that I've said things because this is the second time we're recording this episode. Yes. We finished a whole episode on All About Steve. And as I was putting all the equipment away to start for work tomorrow, I noticed one of the cables under the desk had come unplugged. So I was hoping that we were good, good enough. Maybe it came unplugged after, while I was unplugging everything. But I listened back to the, what we first recorded today, and no, it was just, it was bad. It just recorded yeah. it with, we recorded into an iPad. It only recorded into an iPad speaker. So horrible sound quality. So we thought, hey, we really like you guys. 
we're going to do this again. And I think it's probably going to be better the second time. Yeah. Because it was early this morning. Yeah. And now it's like 3.30 in the afternoon. We're both awake. Which I was thinking, if this goes better, if we come out of this and we're like, that was amazing, maybe we'll have to do multiple takes. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. No. I was joking with a friend about that earlier before we started recording again, where it was like, I'm going to become like a Howard Hughes psycho about how perfect it needs to be. It's like, we're the film obsessed. Nope. Do it again. This may be our last episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. No. So, and we're we're better prepared because some of the jokes we'll just repeat. That's right. (laughs) But yeah, she comes downstairs and she changed her skirt or whatever, but she's wearing her red boots, of course, never takes them off, I think. Right. Uh, Well, she does later in the movie, actually. Her shirt is like all the way open. Like, boom. And you see her red bra. Yep. Her bra. I don't know what color. I wasn't looking. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Her bra. It was red. You can't miss it. Yeah, it was like right in your face. It was pretty. It was kind of lacy. and I can't believe but her parents are not like yeah upset by that i'd be like what, what yeah. are your plans you're like okay are, what are you later. gonna do mary what are you planning on doing with this man and she's like we're not even gonna make it out of the uh driveway yeah because they get in his car and he gets her in first because it's raining but she looks around and she sees a baseball glove and she's like so he's not gay <laughs> because that is just ridiculous so stupid so so stupid because yeah she's like well he he's got manly things in here but he's not gay because gays don't do manly things it's ridiculous doesn't mean shit it's the dumbest thing um but yeah he comes back in and he's all like hey are you ready to go and she lunges at him yeah and she still has a seatbelt on buckled in so she's all like yeah like tries to get it. <laughs> you've ever been this always happens to me in the passenger seat when you get in like if uh, scott's driving get in the passenger seat and then uh we're driving down the road and he hits his brakes or something it's when your seatbelt gets stuck yeah and you're like going forward to get in your purse or something and it's like Ugh, and it stops you that's what that was yeah no it's your car is kind of bad about that too so is yours yeah it's always the passenger it's the nissans we both have a nissan so maybe so but yeah we're just driving and i'm like (laughs) why is it locking (laughs) yeah she lunges at him then she takes it off and then she gets on him and they start like rolling around yeah they're getting it all he does have a, a line where he was like what about your parents or something like that and she's like oh never mind them And he's like well what about your mom and she's like, oh, she's already married and she's not your type. That's right. I thought that was funny. <laughs> so they roll around for a bit and this is where she blows it because she just keeps talking. Yeah. I, and this is when she started to open up and start talking. It was like. Yeah. It's impossible to like write down everything that she's saying because no. she's going a mile a minute. Yeah. But one of the things she's like, oh, his name is Steven. And she's like, Steven, is that with a PH or a V? And he's like, V. She's like. Oh, Stephen with a V, which is what she calls him the whole movie. Uh-huh. She's like, did you know there's over so many people with a V that are named and other people are PH and yeah. da 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 Nobody cares. No stopping. And I was thinking to myself when we were watching it, I'm like, dude, red flag, red flag, red flag. Don't yeah. sleep with this woman. And he heard you. He absolutely heard me through the TV. If I hadn't yelled that, he would not have heard that. Then it they, would have gone on. They would have done it, and he would have been like, had to marry her. Yeah, because that's what happens. Yeah. You can't have sex and then not get married right e- after. Exactly. That's how we got married. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, disclaimer, that is not. That is not how that happened. 
<laughs> so yeah, he's freaking out. He's he's seeing the signs and he it's opening his eyes. <laughs> um, but he he's he like, saw the sign. Yeah, he saw the sign and it opened up his eyes. He saw the sign. <laughs> We're just gonna quote songs. I guess in this so. Whole movie. <laughs> you know, I could do it. <laughs> I know you could. <laughs> so he fakes a phone call. He's like, "Oh, my phone went off." And she's like, "I didn't hear it ring." And he's like, "That's on vibrate." He's like, "I didn't hear it vibrate." Mm-hmm. And you're just like, "Yeah, this is a bad sign." It is. So he gets on the phone and he pretends to leave. Which, by the way, if you're on a date for like 30 seconds and your date pretends to answer the phone and say they have work at like 10 o'clock at night. Not or gonna, eight. It, they're never going to call you again. Yeah. Ever. And she was like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. And while he's putting his shirt back on, she sees there's like a Twinkie wrapper in his backseat. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, he loves Twinkies. And she puts it in her bra. She stuffs it in her bra. Ugh. I don't understand. She's going to try to do magic with that later. Or <laughs> masturbate with it later. No, no. Steve and I are so close. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yes, no, no, very, very crazy. So he says to her, which kind of starts the whole movie off here, he was like, I wish that you could come with me on the road because he's a cameraman. He's a news cameraman. He's like, wish you could come out on the road, but you have your job. That can't ever happen. I'm so sorry. And he's like, I'll call you. He leaves her and she has his umbrella still, Mm -hmm. which she doesn't let go of ever because she's like, he gave me a gift. So she just keeps it. And yeah, she's just standing in the rain in her bra, and then she goes inside, and I, she doesn't talk to her parents at all. I think she just immediately runs upstairs and starts making the creepiest puzzle. Mm-hmm. But first, she goes and she mails it. Yeah. But the funniest thing about that, I thought, was she is walking outside of her house, and she has the umbrella up, like, da 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 but it's not raining. I didn't notice that. Yeah, you, and then... You caught- a couple things in here that I would normally notice that I just didn't. Yeah, you're very good about the continuity, as they call it. Like yeah. The continuity of the movie. Didn't even realize, but in Game of Thrones, did you catch that one thing everyone was talking about, about the water bottle or Starbucks coffee in the episode? I didn't. Yeah, that was. I'm surprised because that was everybody was talking about that, and that's yeah. the kind of thing you would catch. But yeah, she makes this puzzle. You don't see what it is, and she goes back through her work and mails it. And then in the next morning, we see... Basically, all of those 7,000 subscribers doing mm-hmm. the crossword puzzle. All over. All over town. Yeah, you've got like a therapist. This lady's on the couch and she's talking and the therapist is like, this doesn't make any sense. And she's like, well, it makes sense to me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think we get more people. Oh, it's like women in like a salon. They're all getting yeah. their hair done and they're like, did you get nine down? She's like, I don't know what the fuck this shit is. Oh, yeah, I don't so, know. but the stupidest joke is it cuts to all these men, which... There's like, what, four or five men in a stall. Yeah, the, all like, of them. They're next to each other in different stalls, but they're all sitting with their pants down. All the way to the ground. Yeah, which, dude, it's, I hate that. Like, if I'm in the stall, which I hate using public bathrooms anyway, they just freak me out. If I'm in a stall and someone comes and sits next to me, it's like they've kind of gotten into my bubble. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is, I don't know why, but. Hey, you gotta. Anyway, like... here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pinch it off or push it out and get the hell out of there. <laughs> what I've been, what I have done before when I used to work at my previous job is that I would put my headphones in when I and I would just let it and, and then whatever noise came out was not my problem. <laughs> that poor person. Turn the music up and who cares? <laughs> Me, I'm like I'm gonna have to see that person. <laughs> oh, I don't care. No, that's probably my good advice for people. If you're like I'm afraid of sounds that I make, put in earbuds or headphones. <laughs> And then, yeah, if they're looking Just at you like, business. and don't even care about whatever looks they're giving you when you come out. Oh, boy. 
But I don't have the same advice, but you know, you do what you think. <laughs> so all these men are sitting there and then they have a joke where one of the men takes his foot and like touches the other guy next mm. to him's foot in the other stall. He's like, Hey buddy, I like your shoes. No, there was a, <laughs> I still haven't looked it up. We did this like, once and I said this no. earlier, there's a politician that did that same exact thing around the time. I wish I could remember who, but he did something where he like touched the foot or did something with his hand and he claimed he was like asking for toilet paper or what, but yeah. they were like, did you know that that's a common thing for gay sex? And he's like, no. It's politics. I don't care. Hey, guess what, man? If you're asking for sex, yes, I mean, so what's the big deal? If it's consensual. Well, it's just their they're politics. So they, they, you know, and I think he might've been Republican. So he was like, there's only Jesus. Oh Yeah. So anyway, all these people are just pissed off about the crossword puzzle. They are so pissed off that it's hard. Sandra Bullock comes back to her work and her boss is like, the fuck is this shit? And it's yeah. all about Steve, mm-hmm. the name of the movie. Literally all about yeah, him. Yeah, some of the examples of those are like Steve's eye color. What does Steve taste like? What Or what does his lips taste like? Mm. That's which, a little much. Which is just strange. and. For, that's, that's going over boundaries. Yes. Very, very weird. So for it being a small town newspaper, the boss is like, you ruined us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're was, going in debt. He was devastated. Yeah. He's like, we're fucked. And so he fires her and she's like, but I could do one about fishing. Oh, have you heard about fishing? That was invented in 1987. <laughs> Not 1987, but that was invented in blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we haven't been fishing for years well that'd be funny decades? if all it, the funny joke about that would be if her facts were all fake or wrong oh yeah she's like oh fishing did you know fishing was invented in 1987 by john johnson and uh be like <laughs> which well, i never did look up anything that she said i'm sure they're probably researched in the movie but i hope so yeah she gets fired and then we kind of get a little bit of backstory on bradley cooper they're kind of in some hot water with their boss, Keith David, mm-hmm. who fucking rocks. I love that guy. Yeah, he's great. His voice is amazing. Did you know that there's another actor named David Keith and he's a white man? No. I always get those conflated. I'm like, okay, which one is which? Keith David, David Keith. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's very strange. So he's their boss at CCN. 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 Yes. Not CNN. Not CNN. But he's pissed off at Bradley Cooper and the other guys are Kim Jong, which was kind of a nice reunion for yes. them. We didn't say this, but Sandra Bullock's mom is was in Speed with her. The movie Speed. Oh, her mom? Yeah, they didn't do Speed together. They were in Speed the movie. Oh. Sandra Bullock's mom was. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> she she plays the lady that gets blown off the bus. She's trying to get off and the Dennis Hopper blows like the stairs and she falls underneath yeah, the bus. That was sad. Yeah, and then uh, Ken Jeong and Bradley Cooper, I don't know what time frame this was. This might have been their first time together, or if the hangover had happened, this might have been their second, but they were both in the hangover together. Yeah, I do know that Ken Jeong never wanted to be in uh, movies or a comedian. He was actually like going a completely different route in life. And decided to be a comedian. Yeah. I thought, I had heard that he had done com- comedy stuff because he was, he's a legitimate doctor. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, he was a doctor first, yes, and then he decided he wanted to do comedy. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I knew it was something big. Like, he was doing something really big, and then he decided to just drop it. I'm like, you're, you're a fucking doctor. He wasn't happy. I mean, his parents, I think he said it had something, they, they had something to do with him being it, but he plays the doctor and knocked up when she's giving birth at the end. He's oh. the smart ass doctor. Well, I'm really glad he went into comedy because I like him. I think he's super funny. Yeah. 
But yeah, Bradley Cooper and Kim Ji Young, and then the other guy, the news ink, the news guy that they're with is Thomas Hayden Church. Mm-hmm. And but they're getting in trouble with Keith David because they had done a news segment of like a botany, like a lady that grew plants or something. Yes. But yeah. when they played it, Bradley Cooper just focused on this lady's humongous breasts. Just big old boobies. It does like a zoom in. Keith David's pissed off, and we looked at it later. This lady, I just happened to notice it in the credits later, but this lady is noted, notated as booby botanist. Yeah. They didn't even give this poor lady a name. And they, they didn't even say, like, breast. Like, that. that's the... Um... Natural, or <laughs> the correct term. The yeah. They just boobies. Booby botanist. Well, it doesn't work. Breast. Well, breasty botanist. Bre- Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Just boobies seem like such a juvenile. Yeah. Term. Well, so Keith David's just like, you guys. I'm gonna. You know, your jobs are on the line if you don't pull this out and actually yeah. start giving me good news coverage. So, mm-hmm. they go. You know, they start to leave and then. Bradley Cooper gets a call from his mom, and she's like, did you see the paper today? And he's like, does anyone have a paper? And because, you know, it's a Everybody small town, does. all these people are like, hey, 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 what are you? <laughs> They're like, hey, 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 right here, right here, right here. So he looks at it, and he's like, wow, all these are about me, these clues. And then he's like, all these are about me. No, wait. No, that's not good. The real reaction that you would normally have. Yeah, he starts freaking the fuck out. We see Sandra Bullock. She is in her house, like in the tub, maybe going to kill herself. I, that's where I went. Oh, yeah. No, I just thought she was just trying to relax. She's listening to opera, which we found out later was also that opera song is by her mom. Yeah. She is a German opera singer. That's, that's really cool. But you don't get in a bathtub after getting fired and listening to German opera unless you're thinking of checking out. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Did you not see in that same scene where there was like a box of razors right next to her with one ready to go? <laughs> oh, no. There was an empty bottle of sleeping pills next to her too? No. No. My my mind is destroyed, so that's where I first that's go to. Bad. So she's sitting in there and she realizes something. You know, she realizes that she wants to live, so she puts the razors away and throws up, <laughs> throws up the pills. No, but she goes, awful. she goes down and tells her parents like, Steve told me that I could come with him, except I, just for my job, but I can't. So she's like, I don't have a job now, so I can follow him wherever she goes. Yeah. And her dad has a funny remark. He's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did you say you don't have a job? <laughs> And she's like, Father, that is not important right now. She talks like a robot. Yeah, don't worry about it. She's like, I have to just go. Steve will be wherever the news is, so I just have to follow him where the news goes. And she sees on the, she turns the TV on and sees that there's like a a shootout or a a hostage situation at the local Western Ranch. Saloon Ranch. It's like a role play place where people could go and there's like cowboys dressed up and stuff. So Bradley Cooper and and all the people are there and... Thomas Hayden Church, he's trying to get a news anchor job. He, like, keeps saying that. But he's he's a huge idiot in this movie. He's saying things like, Oh, yeah, there's a hostage situation. Apparently one of the guides took other employees hostage, and he has yeah, them now. And they're co-workers. Co-workers, yeah. And then you hear, like, something like a gunshot go off, and he starts freaking out. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, who knows how many people have just been murdered. He's like, oh, shit. And he, see, he looks up, and, like, one of the horses is down. And he's like, and a horse has just been murdered. And I'm like, oh no, not a horse. <laughs> he's like, it's confirmed a horse has been killed. And he's like, they're such majestic, noble creatures. And it gets back up in the background. <laughs> yeah. And Ken Jeong and Bradley Cooper are trying to notify him. They're like, hey, they're making hand signals. Yeah, because this is live. Yeah, it's they're live on live. news. And he turns around and he's, or Ken Jeong hands him a piece of paper where he wrote it. And he's like, apparently this horse was trained to fall down whenever there's <laughs> fake gunshots. <laughs> And he's like, because there was a, he hands him another note. He's like, 
a car backfired on I-95. Oh. He's like, back to you. And he's like all pissed off. Bradley Cooper must have been really hot that day because he has pit stains. He has really yeah. bad pit stains. Mm, that's which not attractive. Oh, uh, well, you can't help it. I guess not. They could have uh, edited that out, I guess. I don't Isn't know. Isn't there some deodorant that can help that, though? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure they make some specific kinds. Maybe mm. mine does, too, that I have. I never work out enough to really sweat, so I don't have that problem. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, Sandra Bullock is, like, on a bus again. Seems like it's a cross-country bus almost. Yeah, it's like a traveling bus. But, yeah, she's trying to get to where Bradley Cooper is, and she just, again, is going off. She's improving her ass off. Like, did you know buses were made in uh, 1587 and, and uh, Henry Ford? And she's like, oh, and she says something about Hitler's typewriter. Yeah. And she's like, oh, does anyone know about uh, Hitler's typewriter? Oh, but he was an asshole, right? Oh, and then everybody just looks like they want to kill themselves. Mm. They were like, were you in the bath? How come you didn't just kill yourself in the bath? Oh, no. Um, so the bus driver is like, all right, everybody, we're going to take a 10-minute stop here at this rest stop. And Sandra Bullock gets off, and then the bus driver just takes off. Uh, and everybody's all like, yay. Woo! Which I thought was just awful. They're awful mm. human beings to do that to this girl. She wasn't hurting them. She was just being annoying. Being very annoying. Which, I mean, put in your earbuds. Put on I don't know headphones. if those existed at this time, like the wireless earbuds. But no, they Plug had it, yeah. your Put your fingers in your ears. <laughs> put a pillow over your face and smother yourself. You do what you got to do. And I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't be annoyed as hell if somebody was talking the whole damn time and I just wanted to, you know, zone out and rest. But I wouldn't be like, let's let's desert them and, you know, leave them to be murdered. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was just zoning out while someone was talking. Ah. I'm just kidding. I heard you. <laughs> no, I understand. But uh, it, it would get on my nerves you know, just if someone was con- constantly talking. Yeah. So she goes into this little diner that's like right off the bus line and she's trying to talk to the the waitress there and she's not getting any information on when the next bus is so poor mc gainey he's an actor he's been in a ton of stuff he was in sideways with thomas hayden church actually by the way mm. here we go yeah i don't know if they had a scene together in that though well he's in that he's been in lost he's been in a ton of stuff he seems like a really good dude mm-hmm. but he pops up and he's like well i'm going to tucson if you need it he's like i'll take you and she asks MC Ganey, have you ever killed any animals? Ever set a trash can of kittens on fire or yeah. killed a person? And he's like, would I tell you if I had? Which, I mean, reasonable questions. I guess. Because, right? you know, there was a serial killer that was a truck driver. Oh, so, BTK? Yeah. So you just you just never know. So, yeah, he freak, he's like, Which, well. No, I mean, not all truck drivers are serial killers. No. I do not want to put that stereotype out there. I was just kidding. No, yeah, absolutely. So he, he's like, I don't need this. So he takes off and she's like, I will go with him. So she runs in front of his truck. Yeah. <laughs> almost, yeah. Almost gets ran over because, yeah. I mean, you just can't do that in front of a diesel truck because they take a while to stop. Yeah. So she takes his license and writes his license number down on her arm. Yeah, on her forearm. Because she's like, if you kill me, you'll have to cut me up into tiny pieces and scatter me in different states or whatever. Yep. Because you wrote it on your forearm. Can't just cut that off. Nope. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, gonna have to cut everything in pieces, like we did that one time. Yeah, <laughs> so we know. And I think he's really rethinking about letting her in, but she gets in and she's they're driving, and again she's just talking nonstop, and she's reading like the driver's manual. Yeah, the truck's truck manual. I don't know why. He gets her to Tucson at the little the OK Corral place, whatever. 
And she gets there, and she says, first off, she's like, thanks for not raping me. And he's like, you're welcome. Or he says, my pleasure. My pleasure. (laughs) Please get away from me. Yeah, get the fuck out. But she gets there, and nobody's there. Yeah. And she talks Spanish to this guy, but she's like, what happened? And he's like, oh, the guy that took the hostages surrendered, and everybody's gone. Yeah. Everything's good now. And she's like, damn it. Steve wasn't here. Now I really am going to have to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) No. But she hears on, like, the radio that there's, like, a thing going on where, like, a baby has a third leg. Yeah. In whatever, wherever it is. I don't know. But she's like, that's huge news. Steve will be there. That's right. This movie thinks it's, like, really funny with, like, the situations that it's getting in. Mm -hmm. Because they're in, like, this situation now where they're recovering a news story where, like, a little girl was born with a third leg. She's got the left and the right and then, like, the middle one. Mm Mm-hmm. And the dad wants her to get rid of it so she can live a normal life, and the mom wants her to keep it. Yeah, or vice versa. Vice versa. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. One of them's one way, the other one's the other. And so you've got these people there. It's almost like abortion type thing. You've got people there, they call them the pro-leggers, that want the baby to keep it. And you got people there that want her to get rid of it so she can live a normal life. Which, I mean, stay out of their business. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I think. That's what I was thinking, too, where I was just like, it doesn't matter, like... I mean, if we had a child and it had a third leg, I would not want it to be socialized like that. Yeah. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Thomas Hayden Church, they're reporting on it. He talks to the lady. um, It's the lady with blonde hair from Borat. Yes. He's like, well, what do you think about this leg situation? It's the lady that Borat falls in love with at the end. She's like the prostitute that he brings to dinner. so funny. And they just put her first name in there. Unless she's like Prince and only has a first name. Was it Llewellyn? Yeah, you... L-U-E-N-E-L-L, however you say that. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not Llewellyn then. But I think she was in the new Halloween movie too. I think she gets killed by Michael Myers at some point. I don't know. Uh, She's flying like the little drone. Anyway, she gets killed. Was that? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Um, (laughs) But Thomas Hayden Church is talking to her and he's like, well, what do you think about this leg? And she's like, I was born with a penis. Like it's outside my body on my back or whatever. And she's like, it's just a little nub now, but I kept it and I didn't tell anybody about it. It was just a fucking weird ass thing. And her name was Lydia. Oh, yeah. In the movie, which Scott and I have a thing about Lydia, but we won't say it because it is a little dark and between us we'll tell you that story at a later point it's yes to us if someone's being a real jerk we're like wow that person's being a real lydia and when we tell you the story you'll probably be like really <laughs> it probably won't be as funny to you yeah, well, as it is to us uh but bradley cooper's like taking pictures of the crowd and he sees like sandra bullock's in the crowd and she's jumping up and down because she sees him yeah and it's fun it's kind of a joke but the camera like pans past her and then he, like, goes back to where she was, and she's gone, because he was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And she's, like, right behind him all of a sudden, and she's doing this jumping up and down like a little girl. Just excited. Like, <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, oh, my God. Oh, no. And she, He's in shock. He's in a great shock, yes. Yeah. So she jumps on him, and that's when she was like, oh, you know, I lost my job, and you told me that I could come with you. If She's like, so I can now, because I don't have a job. Yeah. And, I got fired, so here I am. And he's like, oh my god, and she's, she keeps doing the thing through the movie where she quotes somebody. She'll say a quote, and be like, you know who said that? You know who said that? And oh, she'll say yeah. it. So she gives a quote from the Bible or something, and then she's like, do you know who said that? Jesus. And Bradley Cooper has kind of a funny line where he's like, did Jesus tell you to come here to see me? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no. Like, I'm not that crazy. Yeah, she's like, we need to be here, and she's like, I'll be here for you all the time and support you, and um, she just... 
points it out of the corner of her eye. She's like, hey, I think that's the dad of the three-legged girl walking over here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? No, that's not him. That can't be him. She's like, well, he's not wearing the nurse's shoes, so I think he's trying to escape. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper's like, oh, my God. So he runs off to videotape him. Yeah, like and, he wants to leave without being noticed and being harassed. Yeah. Well, like, I don't think anybody was getting interviews from the parents, so Bradley Cooper's like, oh, my God, I've got to go find him. And the security guard's like, excuse me, ma'am, are you part of the press? And she pulls out her press pass, which I wouldn't think she would get one for being a crossword puzzleist. Yeah. And she got fired, so they didn't even ask for it back. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me your badge and gun. <laughs> <laughs> give me your badge and pen. <laughs> <laughs> your computer. Hand it all over. You can never do crosswords again. Yeah, so she's down. She goes down and she's like kind of talking to all the people that are pro-leg. And she runs into Kathy. Excuse me, Katie Mixon. Yeah, she's funny. She's funny. You said earlier today that she kind of plays dumb all the time. Yeah, she's really... I don't know if she's like that in real life because I don't know her personally. I doubt it. But uh, as an actress, she plays like the... Ditsy blonde. Ditsy. Yeah. Well, she's got brown hair in there. Yeah, she, or black hair. Yeah, but it's always referenced that... Ditsy blonde, if you're yeah. ditzy, then you're blonde. But yeah, she meets her, and, and she meets DJ Qualls, who's been in stuff. He was in Supernatural and, mm-hmm. and Z Nation. Z Nation. I I really got into Z Nation. So it's it's weird, but it's a zombie movie, and I like zombie movies. Or shows. Yeah, for being it's kind of like a gangly-looking man, he has a good career. Yeah, he or does. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, and he's, he's different-looking. You know? Yeah, he's got a different face, which is good because you don't want everybody to look the same. No. Beefcakes or whatever. But sometimes that's what people want in movies. And yeah. He's just a really good actor. So she's talking to them, hanging out in the crowd, and she's telling them about Steve and stuff. But it cuts to Bradley Cooper and Kenji Young in like their news tent. And he's telling Kenji Young all about her. Like, she showed up. She's mm-hmm. here. She's here. And Thomas Hayden Church hears that and is like, hello. So he goes mm. to find her because he's like, she's wearing these red boots and she's in the pro-leggers over there, those people. And yeah. Thomas Hayden Church is like, I'm going to go get something. I got to go to the vending machine. Yeah, and Ken Jeong has this really, he's like, I'd like a, I'd like a club soda, shaved ice, twisted lemon. Mm-hmm. Yep. You get that from a vending machine. Yeah. Let me just go get that for you. Which, by the way, people don't do that. If you if if somebody is asking you, if you're offering somebody, like, do you want anything? Don't be the person where you're like, yes, I would like a Twisted Lemon Club soda. Just be like, I'd like a water. Yeah. Make it simple. If you want something fancy, you get up and get it yourself. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It comes off strange to me. Don't but, be rude. So Thomas Hayden Church immediately goes over to Mary and... He's like, hey, come over here. He's like, Steve is in love with you. And he's like, he'll tell you that yeah. he doesn't want to be with you. But he really, really likes you. And she's like, oh, my God. So Thomas Hayden is a dick in this movie. He, Yeah, it's almost like he's exploiting a mentally ill person. Mm-hmm. And they never really say like he's a jokester or practical jokester. So coming off is very mean. It is. Bradley Cooper and Kenji Young are still sitting in the tent. And then Kenji Young's all like, she, she's right over there. Yeah, she's here. She's right there. And then she's like two feet away from him, like standing right in front of him. But she's trying to act cool. And she's all yeah. like, I'm here, but she, I'm cool. She has like a cup of soup, I noticed. Mm-hmm. It's like Campbell's cup of soup. And so Bradley Cooper freaks the fuck out. And he's like yelling at her. And he's like, I don't want you here. And Thomas Hayden Church is standing behind Bradley Cooper. But Sandra Bullock can still see him. Mm-hmm. And Ch- Hayden Church is like, no, it's like love. Making symbols for like a heart. Yeah. It makes a baby, like swaddling a baby. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper sees him, and he's like, are you fucking crazy? He's like, no, I'm telling this lady to leave. And he's like, I'm going to fight you. And Church is like, you know, you wouldn't hit me. And he hits him. And then Thomas Hayden Church hits him back. Yeah. 
So they so just they, bloody each other up. Yeah. Which, again, if I was Bradley Cooper, this lady just showed up after we knew each other for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. She made a crossword puzzle about you. Mm-hmm. I'd be freaking out. It's freaking scary. It's yeah. very scary. So they, they're wrapping up the news thing. Like, Bradley Cooper gets good news from his boss because he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you got that video of the dad leaving. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks to Sandra Bullock. Yeah, so I guess the dad and the mom of that three-legged baby come to an agreement that when she's older, they'll just let her decide if she wants to get it removed. Yeah. Which, dude, I'm sure it'll be a lot less cheaper to, or a lot cheaper to get it removed as a baby than as an adult. I would think so. Be like, go ahead and get it that, go ahead and snip and that removed. There's remo- just so much. I mean, there's so much to that, like, because mm. kids are cruel. Yeah. And how are you going to find clothing? And She'll probably be the fastest one there, though. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> If it's a workable leg. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel bad for the little baby being exploited like that. Yeah, you kind of get an idea of what it looks like because there's a rival news team that is following them to every news that they go to. And he has like a little baby doll that has three legs on it. Yeah. To see in Thomas Hayden Church is like, that son of a bitch brought a doll. That's a great idea. So they, they wrap up and Sandra Bullock is trying to rush to Bradley Cooper and she gets stopped by security but she gets the wire for the cameras stuck on her boot and it pulls Bradley Cooper like to the ground off this like pillar that Dude, they're standing falls on. falls hard. They're standing on these like stages kind of thing and that's when he's like she's trying to kill me. So they're all leaving. There's like storms that they gotta go to in Texas. Mm-hmm. Galveston. Hurricane. And as they're leaving Sandra Bullock's like running with their car. She's like running up to the side of it and asking like where Steve is. Speaking of hurricane, I rock you like a hurricane. Oh yeah. They didn't play that, did they? Nope. But she's like running up and trying to find out where Steve is and Thomas Hayden Church is playing along like, oh, he really cares about you. And Bradley Cooper's like in the back, like trying to freak out and he's trying to stop him. He's like, drive off, drive off. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, and so... Thomas Hayden Church is like, we're going to Galveston, Texas. You should come with us. And Bradley Cooper opens the back door finally to the van. And he's like, get the fuck out of my life. Yeah, the whole time she's just jogging next to the van. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous for her to do. Yeah, because she's like, Steve? Is Steve in here? Is Steve here? And then mean of the Thomas guy. Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, Yeah. Thomas Hayden to lead her on like that. So yeah. Kick him in the nuts. He's a real jerk in the movie. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's like, I don't want you. And... He's like, get away from here. He's like telling like a dog to go. He's like, I can't keep you. Go. <laughs> yeah, just... And, uh, but Fly Thomas. Away, be free. Yeah. Thomas Hayden Church leans out the window and he's like, come with us. So, <sighs> uh, DJ Qualls, Katie Mixon, they're like, let's go to Galveston. That sounds fun. Yeah. And there's a shot of them getting into Galveston where everybody's trying to leave and they're the only ones trying to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, Thomas Hayden Church is like giving a news report and it's pouring rain. And he's like, oh, the only thing keeping me on this stand here is like this little fence or whatever. And yeah, he's like, two by four. Or yeah, something. a plank that'll keep me from falling to my death in this ocean. And then it cuts and Ken Jeong is like holding on to him. <laughs> the poor guy. He's just, he doesn't have really a raincoat or anything on. Yeah. I think he was just like holding on to his ass or something. I think it's his belt. Him. I think he's holding on to his belt. <laughs> but we cut to. The three amigos, I guess, as you would say. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sandra Bullock and the other people. Yeah, great movie. And this is where you find out that DJ Qualls was an engineer, but mm-hmm. he got bored with it and decided to become an, he carve apple heads. Yes, he's he, following his dream. Yeah, I guess. But man, what a strange. She's like, 
I was making all this money as an engineer, but I was I was bored by it, so I decided to sell all these apple heads on appleheadsarecool.com. Hey, if if he, if they're selling, I guess. But boy, I cool. I wouldn't. They're, it's very creepy because they're like women's heads. <laughs> He's like <laughs> they're women's heads, like I collect in the back of my car. He shrinks them like a voodoo yeah, god or something. Very whatever scary. They're called. So ah. they're driving and they come across there's a huge tornado in the middle of the road yeah dj qual says something about his car where it can't go can't reverse because yeah. it's like 70s gremlin uh-huh and he's like yeah it's in perfect condition it just can't reverse so he can't get out of there so they all get off the car and go into a service drain like a sewage drain yes just nonchalantly yeah it doesn't look like they're running from a tornado at all they're kind of like oh let's just jog a little bit to the sewage drain there's no urgency while this gigantic tornado is behind us this scene was very weird it doesn't look real well i know it's not real but it doesn't even look kind of real no it was bad they get in the storm drain and none of them are terrified of the situation no they're just like hey we're just gonna get in here we're gonna be fine the tornado's not gonna suck us out or anything yeah they're all laughing and like she finds a cicada and yeah, slaps she, her in the face. Yeah, and she's like, oh, did you know they've only come around every, like, seven years and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, that is really neat. How cool is that? I'm like, there's a fucking tornado coming. She talks about how lucky they are because of it. I'm like, are you kidding me? There's a tornado. Like, I would be, I don't know if I would be saying my goodbyes to you, but I'd be hugging you. Yeah. And I would be further back into that sewage drain. Yeah, they're sitting on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. I just. It's dumb. It's, it, yeah, I didn't like that part. So they get out the next day or whenever it passes and DJ Qualls' gremlin has been destroyed. It's like ripped up and stuff, just damaged. And it's on its side, isn't it? I don't remember. It might have been. It was just fucked. It might have been on its side. I don't remember. But they're going through and they're talking and and then Bradley Cooper, they're like, the storms have dissipated. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, great. And then this is where we cut to what is going to be the next big news story Jesus. but it's a bunch of little deaf kids you get the, you you're hearing me correctly don't adjust your dial you're hearing me correctly <laughs> yeah, you it's a bunch of deaf kids running in the forest and they see this carnival and they're like oh my gosh let's go to this carnival and they all run they run it's through an open field open field why they didn't use the entrance who knows well i know why just to make the movie go forward right, right, right. um and then the ground opens up and they all fall in yep they fall into an abandoned mine shaft a sinkhole yeah abandoned mine shaft so Timmy is in the well. <laughs> well, baby Jessica, was that a person too? Yeah. Yeah. I that, was, like that was a real, I don't know if Timmy, Timmy was just in a movie, right? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But it's also like the Simpsons episode where Bart falls down the well and they have that like that charity song that everyone makes for him. <laughs> it's like we're sending our love down that well for the boy who fell halfway to hell. <laughs> yeah, down that well. That's catchy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so then Keith David is like, okay, well, who who do I have that can cover this? And he's like, who's the closest? Who's the closest that can cover this story? And he's like, you're uh, kidding me. Oh, dang it. No. And, and then, yeah, it's Bradley Cooper and everybody. So they're going. Bradley Cooper is wearing like a fake hair, like a wig mm-hmm. and a mustache now so he doesn't get seen because he's really freaked out Which is by ridiculous. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. And he starts freaking out that the food they have is poison, so he starts throwing it all out the window. Yeah. And I think... He's going crazy. Yeah, I think Thomas Hayden Church says, give a hoot, don't pollute. Oh, maybe. I don't know, but this was the funniest part. Him freaking out is funny. In the whole movie. Yes. Uh, Because he's freaking out, and Ken Jeong lays the law down a little bit here. He was like, 
He's like, no, Mary is a smart lady. She's just a lady who happens to be very smart. Mm -hmm. And then what does he say to Thomas Hayden Church? To stop tanning so much. Yes. (laughs) And that Bradley Cooper looks like a retired porn star. Yeah, I guess the the mustache. That's always the joke with porn stars is that they have mustaches like in the 80s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, and he's like, you're driving the van that Mary saw you in at the last time. So the the fake wig yeah. and mustache does nothing to hide who you are. Not going to work, buddy. So they drive past where they were when the tornado came over and they see Sandra Bullock and everybody standing in the field. Mm-hmm. And this is where Bradley Cooper's like, she's going to cut me up. She's going to cut me up and feed me to myself. <laughs> Cut my legs off and feed them to me. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's like, like why? What? Thomas Hayden Church is like, why would you feed you to yourself? That doesn't even make sense. That's that's a scene in The Walking Dead. Yeah. If you've seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. I have not, but I've read the book, so yeah, I know it happens in there yeah. too. Yeah. But Thomas Hayden Church, they have like an empty kind of KFC type bucket, and he writes on the bottom of it and throws it towards mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock. And Bradley Cooper's like, what was that? What'd you do? So Sandra Bullock, they. They leave, and Sandra Bullock walks up and gets it, and she's like, it says, well, it just says meet me. And she's like, oh, it says M-E-A-T, so you misspelled meet. Um, I spell horribly, and I know that's wrong. (laughs) Well, so she gives this very, very scary speech where she was like, you know, a lot of people, crosswords, they don't finish them because they give up, Mm -hmm. but you can't. Once you've started it, you've got to keep going. You've got to keep going. They may put restraining orders on you. He may call the cops on you, but you have to keep going until one of you is dead. I don't think that's what she was getting at, but I can definitely see why you would think that. I think she was just like, hey, if you're having a hard time and it's something you really want, you keep going. But yes, stalking somebody is always a very bad thing. It is good advice to keep going if you've started something to keep doing it. But in this situation where she's stalking one man across the country. Yeah, that's wrong. It's very creepy dialogue. Yeah, I agree with that. And DJ Qualls is like, well, it looks like we're going to a sinkhole where all these kids fell in. I don't know why, but in my mind, he always has like a accent. <laughs> He's like, looks like we're going to a sinkhole. Yeah. And he shoots a gun off. I don't know. Woo! He needs a cowboy hat. Yeah. So we're at this sinkhole and like they're doing pretty good at getting all these kids out. Yeah. Like the they're... fire department's lifting them out. They have a crane, and they're pulling them up one by one. And then they're like, we did it! We got all the kids out! Yay! And then, uh-oh, the ground starts shaking. And the crane sinks in a little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, like, falls forward, because I was like, oh, shit, are all these more people going to fall in? But it was just the crane. Right. And then you pointed this out, but you said that, like, one of the guys is asking, because the kids are deaf for some reason, but one of the guys asks the kids how he's doing. Oh, yeah, there was a scene um, when I think somebody asked the kid what happened. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he signed, I don't know what happened, but I can smell a lawsuit. Because a kid would say that. Yes. That's the joke. A kid would absolutely know. What a lawsuit is. Just like they would absolutely care about you making money and having a boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this movie is so heightened in the fact that, like, none of this would ever happen in the real world. No. So, yeah, they're all packing it up and going. Thomas Hayden Church is giving a speech, and uh, the gremlin pulls up to the place, and, like, they're holding pieces of it onto the car as they're driving. I don't think it would be drivable. I don't know, but if it is, why are you... She's holding, like, a seal to hold, like, the glass in the back window up. 
She's just kind of holding it while they drive, not even to the car, but just kind of out the window. Maybe she just wants to feel important. I don't care. Yeah. It's really stupid. It was. I mean, it was stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah, so they pull up, and she's like, oh, where's Steve at? I need to find him and murder him, and... (laughs) Or he needs to kill. No. It's like the last Halloween movie where it was like either I'm gonna kill him or he's gonna kill me. It needs oh. to happen. That'd be hilarious if it took a trip and where it was like either I'm gonna kill him or he's gonna kill me. <laughs> it was just this whole weird turn. Yikes! I think she would win. I think she would kill him. Oh, probably. She's resourceful because everybody would be like, "She's a very nice woman." She's like, "What? You don't want to let her kill you? Why won't you let her kill you?" <laughs> That's crazy. She's a super nice lady. You just stand there and take it, okay? Look, she's just weird because she's smart. Yeah. And she likes knives, and she has a knife that she's prepared for you herself. <laughs> it's like, did you know that knives? That the way to make knives is to do blah 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 blah. And I made this specifically one that's named Steve, and I'm gonna put it in him. <laughs> oh. But she gets to the festival, and and she sees him. She's, like, standing on the other side of this big sinkhole. Mm -hmm. And like a stupid puppy, again, she sees him and just starts running towards him. Yeah. And she's like, Steve! Steve! Oh! And she falls in. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper is filming the other side, so he sees her go in. Uh And everyone's like, oh, my God, did did a woman just fall in there? And it's funny because Bradley Cooper's like, Mary Mary just fell in the hole, and all the other people are like, we didn't see anybody. Yeah, and he was so calmly, he's like, Mary. She just fell in the People hole. People are like, are you kidding with us? And then everyone's like, a woman just fell in the hole. Yeah. But this is where I think the movie is kind of poking fun at the press because they're all coming up with weird ideas of why she would have done it. Like, did she try to kill herself? Yeah. Or even if she's alive or not. Yeah, because there's one that has like a the, the rival news team to Thomas Hayden Church is there. Mm-hmm. And they have like this mock-up of a computer and it shows her, like, hitting her head as she falls in. Yeah. It's like, oh, when she fell in, she would have hit, 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 hit. Because, I don't know if It kind of doesn't go straight down. It kind of goes, curve, like, but in a Z pattern. But when you look down at it, it goes straight down. Yeah. When they look down at it later and when they, spoiler, get out, it goes straight up. It does. It <laughs> so, does. It sure does. But all these news stations are coming up. Like, some news people have gone to her parents' house and they're like, you know, did she try to kill herself? And her dad's like... Well, no, she doesn't know what the word depression means. And he's like, yeah. well, she does know what it means, but she wouldn't have killed herself. <laughs> she and, wouldn't do it. And the news people are like, well, why is she still living with you? And he's like, well, well we love having her here. No. Yeah, I guess. But you got to cut the cord. And this is coming from a man who lived way too long at his parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the reporters are basically just blowing it up, which is just kind of how the news is in general. I said, I didn't listen or read the news for a very long time, actually mm-hmm. until COVID started. And then I'm like, maybe I should probably keep up on what's going on out there. And then it's very depressing. It is. My mom used to watch the news all the time and it was all just like murder, suicide, yeah, rape. People are dying. Death, shootings. There's so many people have died in January. It just, it's just—it's really very sad. sad and depressing. Yeah, I used to joke around with my mom like that. I'd be like, "Jesus, why don't they do like a, something fun happen?" We're like, "Did you know that like a guy found a dog and returned it to its owner?" Yeah. But I guess people don't really care. They're like, "We want to know murders and shootings and." I mean, I think on the news they do have an animal, like, portion of it to yeah. adopt an animal, which is really nice. But there's other things that they could probably record on. So they try to make contact with her, and when she falls in the hole, it shows her down there, and she's like, uh, 
Hello, I'm Mary Horowitz. I'm in the hole. Yeah. I'm Mary Horowitz. I've fallen in the hole. I have fallen, and uh, I, I am up. I, I was able to get back up. Yeah. Because I'm not an elder, elderly woman, but I have fallen. Yeah, and this little area that she's in, like, they show there's a little bit of water in the bottom, but mm-hmm. there's not a lot. No, it's, it's it's like a little puddle. So if these kids, like, it looked like 20, 25 kids maybe, fell through this hole, mm-hmm. not all of them would have made it into this little puddle of water. Absolutely So I'm not. assuming some of them fell 50 feet straight down and died. Mm-hmm. So that's why they were like, oh, we, the rest of them are dead. That's, We've saved five. <laughs> that's why you only saw a couple. Yes. <laughs> But she sees, like, the little area that she's in, there's a little mine cart mm-hmm. that you can ride, and there's, like, a rail, and she finds a little lantern and a shovel, and this is a jump scare moment in the movie, because she turns the lantern on, and she's, like, trying to see how far back this little mine cart can go, yeah. and she sees a kid. It's ah! like, do-do-do, kid, wow! And she's I'd be like, freaked oh my out, God. too. Yeah, but, like, is this children of the corn? Even <laughs> Are you a demon? <laughs> like... Oh, you're a kid. I don't know what to do around kids. So. Yeah. Oh, this is I'm going to tell people that I didn't find you. Yeah. How about you just stay quiet, okay? Just keep down here and you'll die of hunger in a few days. It's fine. It, it won't hurt at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I've read and I've read a lot. Um, so the people are like, well, we're going to try and communicate to see if she's still awake down there or conscious. So they throw a piece of paper and a pin down or pencil. And they pull it back up. And I don't know why why they're so concerned about that. They're like, well, well, we'll see if she's alive. But they must have felt the paper tugging. They would have. Yeah, they would have had they're, to. They're pulling it back up and they're like, I hope she's okay. I hope she's still awake down there. Now why don't they put a fucking microphone down there? Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, we could just lower one of ours down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These cables are pretty damn long. It'd be like, we can communicate. Hello, are you there? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. I am Mary, I'm stuck in a hole. No, you know what they should do is they should lower a tin can with a string. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello, are you down there? Yes, this is Mary Horowitz. I don't hear. Uh, I never could hear. No. Well, because the strings that we always did were very close. Because when I did the thing, when I'm like, hello, my friend was standing right next to me. Right. And he's like, can you hear me? And I'd have the tin can. I'd be like, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said yes just because I wanted it to be over. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I heard you. Can we sure, stop can now? Sure, can we stop this? Jesus. So they get the pen and paper and they had written down, are you conscious? The guy, I guess, misspelled it because she writes a long letter back being like, did you mean conscience? You mm-hmm. wrote it as conscience, which is blah, 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 blah. And she had to explain it. And she's like, oh, by the way, did anybody lose a kid down here? Because I found a kid. And yeah. this is when the news starts freaking out. They were like, oh, did the firemen fuck up and forget? Or did they leave that little kid down there on purpose? Yeah. And then and did Mary go down there on purpose to save the kid? Yeah. They're like, she's a hero. Ugh. And then one reporter was talking about how she was freakishly smart, like Jeffy D- Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, freakishly smart. And I'm like, just because you're freakishly smart does not mean you're a freaking serial killer. Could be. No. Could be. No, then you are going to be a serial killer. I'm not freakishly smart. I think you are. I just know things that you don't, and you think I'm just smart. Well, then I don't know a lot of things. Uh, no. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. That's not true. <laughs> so 
This, yeah, the news kicks into high gear. The rival news station, the guy, the head anchor of that news station, he does a segment where he walk. He's like, "I'm gonna walk a mile in her boots." Yeah. So he buys some boots that she has, and he's like walking in them. <sighs> and he's like, "Oh, these feel weird," and he falls over, and he's like, "Well, I've been in these boots now for an hour, and it really feels like it's becoming like a part of me, or or whatever he says." Yeah. I I think it was. I don't even understand why he did it. To get ratings to make it seem like he really cared. I guess. And they're doing this thing with Bradley Cooper where they were like, Bradley Cooper, you're her girlfriend. You should be interviewed. Yeah. And this is where he's like, I'm not her boyfriend. And I don't want you to say it. He's like, I feel uncomfortable. But then he goes on. He's like, I'm not her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He's like, but she, you know, you're saying weird things about her. He's like, she's a very kind and loving person. And right. So Bradley Cooper realizes that, you know, maybe he will let her kill him at the end of this yeah, movie. Maybe, maybe <laughs> she's not that bad. He's, <laughs> he's convincing like, himself. Do I want to live? she's not that bad. Yeah. He's like, she's nice. And they're like, oh, okay, well. And Thomas Hayden Church is, like, walking around, and there's, like, the, all the news people, and then all these people are there for Mary that Katie Mixon and DJ Qualls are kind of with. Mm-hmm. Katie Mixon's handing out all these candles. She's like, I'm going to pretend it's her surprise party. Yeah, because she can't face the fact she's that an she idiot. might die. Because she's, like, an idiot. Um, so DJ Qualls kind of gives it to Thomas Hayden Church here, where mm-hmm. he's like, you see that on your side of the fence? You did that. And it's all these meetings. Like, you did that to her. And he's like, and she did all of this. And it's all these people there for supporting yeah. her. And that really sticks to Thomas Hayden Church. He's like, oh, my God, what have I done? You know, he's, he's like, oh, he's right. So he starts to walk towards the hole. And he's like, screw this. I'm coming, Mary. And he joined, he grabs a fire hose from a truck and jumps in the hole with yeah, it. Yeah, he runs and just. Jumps in the hole. Fire in the hole. <laughs> and one thing we didn't really say is that she's figuring a way out to get them out at that point. Yes, that's right. She's figured out a way to make kind of like a, a lift with yeah. that mine cart. They're literally just about to, to get back up. To get out there and yeah. then splash. Because there's like a, a cable from the crane that broke mm-hmm. and she's going to load the mine cart up with all these rocks and they're going to push the minecart, and the minecart's going to pull the cable, and they'll hold on and be pulled up with it. Yeah. So, yeah, they're literally like, all right, are you ready? And then Thomas Hayden Church, the, the fire hose breaks, and he falls all the way in. Yep. And he falls in the water, and thank God he fell in the water because, boy, it's only like two feet wide. It is. But he talks about something bit him. <laughs> yeah, he was like, something touched me or something bit me. And he does a Forrest Gump. Something bit me! <laughs> It wasn't a bullet, though. Yeah. It was a bullet, wasn't it? Yeah. So he tells her, he's like, I'm sorry, Mary. He's like, I got you into all this. I, I'm very sorry about all that. And she's like, she's like, oh, that's okay, you know. And uh, one thing, the little girl, she's freaking out earlier when she first falls down there. We didn't say, but the little girl's like, I can't hear you, but you talk way too much. Yeah, she signed that. <laughs> And then when she's also has a really kind of crazy line, but she's when she's talking to herself, she's like, oh, I know people always say, like, what's wrong with Mary? What's wrong with Mary? Why does she wear these boots? I wear these boots because it makes my toes feel like they're ten friends on a camping trip. No. Which, she's a grown woman. <sighs> she's a grown woman. Yeah, but it makes her sound like a kid. It just, it's the naive. I just, I don't, I don't think I've ever met an adult that acted like that no and they never say that she is autistic or has a mental illness they're just yeah. playing it like she's just a again i'm saying it all the time in this podcast like a quirky little like a woman yep but you know thomas hayden church they're getting ready to get out and he's just like oh mary i'm, I'm so sorry i got you into this mess and he's like we can figure out a way to get out and 
she was like, well, we're going to... She asked him how much he weighs because they add more rocks to the mine cart. Yeah, because now they all got to get out. They're all going to be getting out, yeah. And so she's like, well, here's what will happen. She's like, I will hold the little girl on this side, and then I'll hold you on this side, and then I'll hold on to the line. (laughs) And I'm like, well, why don't you just... Why doesn't Thomas Hayden Church do that? Because he probably could hold you both. And then she's like, unless you want to take all the credit for this. And he's like... I want to take all the credit yeah, for this. Yeah, like, actually, I kind of do. I want to take the credit. So Thank you. He gets in the middle, so when it pulls him up, it makes it look like he's holding them as he gets out. Yep, he's the rescuer. So they get out, and everybody's all, like, so happy. It shows all the people she's ever interacted with, really. Like, her boss is like, we're going to have to hire her. Yeah, going to have to hire her back. Yeah. I don't know that he was too excited about that. I don't think so. And then Keith David, the head of CCN... He's like, I'm going to have to make Thomas Hayden Church an anchor. He's like, gosh dang it. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna, he's just like, I'm going to have to make that moron an anchor uh, or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church has been an idiot throughout the whole movie. Yeah, he wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> yeah, not at all. And then MC Ganey, he's driving his truck and he's like, yeah, he's listening on yeah. the radio. He's like, whoa. So they all get out and everyone thinks that Thomas Hayden Church is a hero and... Mm-hmm. He, for the second time, I don't know if we said it before, but for the second time, he smacks Sandra Bullock on the ass. Yeah, he does. The first time, it's at the three-legged baby, and he's like, when he's telling her Steve wants her, he's like, go over there, and he smacks her, and now he's like, <sighs> he's like, Mary, thank you for everything. I hope you have a good life. Which is degrading. Yeah, she, that's where she's like, whoa. So degrading, and I just still want to kick him in the nuts. Yeah, he comes off as a real asshole in this movie, and... I guess it's all supposed to be good in good fun because he's redeemed himself now. He's like, "Oh, I'm a good person, but I did no. steal all the credit." Just because you do one, I mean, it's not. It wasn't even a good thing. It ended up being like it was a good thing. That doesn't make you a good person. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So, but I think as audience, they're expecting us to just be like, "Well, he did a good thing, supposedly took the credit for it, and now we're supposed to believe he's a good man." Not this audience. Yeah. So. Um, Thomas Hayden Church has a line, well, because Bradley Cooper and Kenji Young are like, let's film this, and he has a line where he was like, well, I think any red-blooded American would have gone down that hole himself when he found out that there was a little girl in trouble and an attractive woman down there. Yeah, good-looking woman. And everyone's like, oh! So if she wasn't good-looking? Would have left her. Then he wouldn't have gone down there? Completely would have left her. Yeah, it's Awful. dumb. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's really stupid how they phrase sexist. it. Sexist. So sexist. But Sandra Bullock and Bradley Cooper are talking, and she's like, oh, you know, I'm I'm sorry, you know, for everything that I did. You know, I'm going to throw this knife away that I was going to kill you yeah. with. <laughs> I'm going to burn it and smelt it down to something different. I just won't do that. And he was like, well, what about the gun in your in your shoes? And she's like, yep, you're right, you're right. And she pulls a gun out and puts it on the ground. He's like, yeah, that's fine. You're, you're a very nice person. You just come off strong or whatever. And he's like, Mary, whatever you do, don't change. And she has a joke where she was like, I'm Irish Catholic. I'm set in stone. Jewish. Oh, Jewish. She's like, I'm Jewish Catholic. I'm set in stone. Yeah. Which I guess is just because they're all like very set in their ways, I suppose. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know anything about Jewish catholic so no idea i think it's a joke because i don't think you can be jewish and catholic at the same time i think her mom might be and her father's jewish <laughs> Maybe. i think where they're like oh i'm jewish catholic i all i know is that catholic uh are supposed to be really nice people and jewish people are as well yeah, yeah. i mean any religion you can be nice yeah so they go off and she meets back up with DJ Qualls and Katie Nixon and they all lift her on their shoulders. Yeah, they swoop her up on the shoulders like she's 
won some kind of award or won the game, you know? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, they're. I think they're even chanting. They're like, they Mary, Mary. <laughs> they didn't dump ice down her back. Is that what they normally <laughs> That would have been funny. That would have been hilarious. Like, I got out of the hole. <laughs> dump some ice water on you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she gets out and they lift her up and she starts the end narration here where she's like, you know, before... But she's she makes a speech, and I don't know if she says it exactly like this, but she says something like she had holes that she tried to fill with her job <laughs> and with Steve. Yes. Now I don't know if that's exactly how she said it, but she was like empty holes. She tried to fill holes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it was like I had holes, and I tried to fill that with my work and also with Steve. <laughs> and well. Steve was ready to fill my holes until he found out who I was. Oh. What kind of person I was. She's like, but, you know, if you can't find it, you know, try to fill it with someone who is as normal as you. And if you can't find one person, try to do it with as many as you can. Yep. And because they were probably legally obligated to put this in at the very end, she's like, oh, and by the way, stalking is not good. Yeah. If you you love someone, set him free. If you have to stalk him, he probably wasn't yours anyway. Yes, because I have a feeling that the message of this movie was like, oh, if you stalk a person, things will eventually work out okay. Mm -hmm. You may not end up with that person, but things will be okay if you follow that person that you love from place to place. (laughs) So she probably had to be like, you know what? Stalking's not cool. (laughs) If you try to have sex with a person like after five minutes of meeting them and they make up an excuse and leave, you know, don't follow them to their jobs. just go to the next person. Yeah. Just they're plenty of fish in the sea which i thought she and dj qualls were going to get together yeah i was really because there are some times when she would say like do you know who said that and he would know yeah and he says something about like the dictionary being cool or something or being neat something but he also has a really weird when she gets out of the hole he pulls out like a uh, apple head that he carved of her yeah and he was just like this is your head until i get the real thing (laughs) never mind the big mouth (laughs) that i carved it the big hole. Oh, oh wow! I didn't even catch that. It's a little sticky. Oh, yep. So yeah, that that's the end. She has to legally tell people not to stalk others. Yes. And then we noticed at the end of the movie, the lady from the news report at the beginning, where it just focuses on her boobs. Mm-hmm. She is. I think we said. I don't know if we said it at the beginning, but she is named Booby Botanist. Yes. If we're coming back in again, we've been here for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you already said that. All right, I can cut all this We were out. talking about boobies. Um, well, that was it. At the end, did you... We've talked about it now for about three hours. <laughs> Do you... Did you end up enjoying the movie? When, I, when we watched the movie, I really liked it. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is such a cute movie. But then as we're going through and dissecting it, mm-hmm. I realize how wrong this movie is. Yeah. Just demoralizing women, uh, just exploiting them, making smart people seem like they're awful. Yeah. I mean, there's just so, so much wrong with this movie that I can't like it. I did like it, but I can't because I podcast ruined me. <laughs> Which I'm worried will happen because we'll watch shows and stuff here and I'm worried that you're like you're judging because you'll laugh at something or watching a show and you'll be like, oh, the special effects are bad. I'm like, oh, I've ruined you. But that's good. I don't think it's a ruin. I think it's uh, appreciating. And I still, I mean, I, I still find things that I like. I guess well, I, good. I like this movie, but when you really start to think about it mm-hmm. and look into it, you're like, oh. 
I think that's maybe where I was after it ended because I was like, this is the worst movie we've done. And you were like, how? I'm like, yeah. Because it's just the way it treats people. and That Gunshy? Gunshy was awful, yeah. It was... I didn't even know how I made it through that movie. Yeah, that one was definitely... People didn't know how they what they were doing it when they made it. It was bad. I mean, this one... But I think there were some things that I connected, you know, like going toward your dreams and... You know, not going the cookie cutter way yeah. in life and the way that you think other people want you to go. You go your own route. It's a good message. Just piled underneath a bunch of shit. It is, yeah. So you have to really dig in the shit to find the nugget. and The nugget of wisdom. <laughs> That's what I do. I've been digging through shit my whole life. <laughs> I'm just still waiting for that nugget. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find it. I'm determined. Well, that is the end of Rom-Com Month. And next month we'll be starting a new themed month, which will be animated movies. Excited. We decided earlier today to actually start incorporating good movies. Hey, everybody. This is Scott with another quick update. We try not to change our schedule as much once we've recorded them. Uh, I know we've done it once before, but we were kind of curious to see what the reaction would be if we started to do movies that people were more familiar with. Uh, Ones that people actually knew or or had seen already. We, We were having a lot of fun talking about bad movies, but we're already moving into more, you know, relatable movies. Movies that people might have seen. So next week we're gonna change it. We're gonna do Spirited Away to start off our animated month. We had that planned in two weeks, but now we're gonna do it here next. And You know, if you like the change, if you like movies that you've heard of or like movies that you've seen before and like us talking about them more than, you know, Mars Needs Moms, which was originally scheduled, just let us know. Let us know on our social media or go to the website or email us. We always list that. So just let us know and next week we'll be spirited away. Thank you. Oh, but thank you for listening and please, please join us on Facebook, The Film Obsessed Couple. We are also on Instagram. You can email us at the Film Obsessed Couple. We would really, really appreciate some feedback because we're kind of up and down in the ratings. So we're kind of like, well, we're, we're doing something good, but we're also doing something maybe that not a lot of people like. So we would certainly like some feedback. We are the kind of people that can take it. You will not hurt our feelings unless you just are outright a jerk. Um, Which we won't even read or listen to. which we'll just delete. So whatever you need to do. But anything, uh, join us on Facebook. We post about each movie on Facebook and Instagram. So feel free to reply to that and tell us how you thought about the movie. Like, did you like it? Did you like the podcast? You know, you can also comment there. So just interact with us because now's the time because we're small. Yes, as we get bigger, we're not going to pay attention to anybody when nope. we're we're too important for people to pay we're attention to. Ignore you like snobs. Yeah. We'll be like, who are these tiny people? <laughs> Which is not true. <laughs> no, that's absolutely not true. But it does make a good point of like, yes, while we're not as busy now, yeah, maybe we'll meet up and or not meet up, but maybe we'll make a connection and make make some friends before this is all we're doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we need more friends. So hit us up. And we appreciate you listening. We really love you guys and hope you take care. Yep. We'll see you next week. Um, We're doing Mars Needs Moms. Thanks, guys. 